Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Megan on, who is a computer scientist, software developer and coder. Hi Megan. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Very well. Good, let's jump straight in Megan then. Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Of course. Well, first off, um, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. So thank you so much for inviting me. Our pleasure. Uh, though I go by Emerson on most of my social media platforms, my real name is actually Megan. I'm a full-time computer science student at Florida International University located here in the U.S. And although I'm a programming student at a university, I got to admit some of my best work is done outside of school. I'm a very outspoken developer, sharing my coding projects, educational flashcards, and streaming beginner-friendly coding tutorials for aspiring coders. Awesome. So... What made you get into the world of development? So initially, um, I was going towards being an aerialist, a circus performer for Circus de Soleil. No uh, way. <laughs> yes. How cool. <laughs> it has nothing to do with programming, so it's definitely out there. Um, but I did aerial soak for about eight years. You know, that was like my side hobby that I would do during middle school and high school. And my dream was to, well, my before, like my used to be dream, <laughs> used to be to join Circus de Soleil. That was the ultimate goal, right? But yeah. even though I would do it and I would have a lot of fun with it, I felt very mentally voided. I felt like there was something missing in my head. It was, there was like something that was very incomplete, you know, and I'm mm. somebody who's very much into like um, intellectual concepts, you know, mm -hmm. things that really make you think, you know, a lot of critical thinking. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life besides that. And I just knew I wanted to do something that I knew would be a challenge. And thankfully I have, you know, my dad is an engineer. Um, so I, my dad has always been my biggest inspiration. And so I kind of looked towards what he was doing. And also I had my, my boyfriend who before was my best friend. He was a pro, he is a programmer. He's a software engineer. And he kind of pushed me into doing coding. He's like, just try it. Just see if you end up liking it. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So I did 100 Days of Code, which is a coding challenge where you do, well, what the title is, 100 Days of Coding. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did that. And I ended up feeling so incredibly intellectually complete with myself because it was a lot of thinking. It was a lot of critical thinking. So I ended up loving it. And that's what took me to where I am today. Amazing. So you kind of, you needed that kind of sti like brain stimulation and that kind of challenge. Was it maybe solving problems? Was that something that you really wanted to do? Yes. Um, I was, I mean, I'm very much like a bookworm. I'm into mm. a lot of reading and I like to read mystery books, right? Because I love to think like of like what's going to happen in the plot and whatnot, right? And so that kind of filled me up. But with uh, coding and programming, it's a lot of creativity, you know, into solving bugs, into solving problems, into building programs. Mm. And so that kind of went along with what I always wanted for my life, you know, which was to be able to do challenging stuff, things that I didn't think I was capable of doing. And so that's, that's what got cool. me into programming. So why did you sort of make the decision to go and do this at university? Because we've had quite a few um, developers on and people within the tech world. Um, and they said, you know, some of them have gone to uni and done this and others have just sort of self-taught. But why did you make that choice? 
So uh, you don't necessarily have to have a degree to become a programmer, right? But you definitely have to be willing to put work that's equivalent to that in order for tech companies to consider you at the same level as someone who has a degree in the field. So you are competing against applicants who most likely than not have a degree. And so I see a lot of influencers kind of misleading the public by stating, oh, you don't need to go to college. You just learn, you know, just learn code in five, five weeks with my online course, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so they're kind of raising the idea that you don't need to put in as much work as someone who is a student. So one of the most important qualities that, you know, I think every programmer must have whether you're in college or not, it's self-discipline, right? And so college provides like that guide for you. And if you're able to afford college, I definitely recommend it because you don't need it, but it's a huge advantage. And when you're applying for a tech company, you know, to work as a, let's say a software engineer, they look for that, you know, and you're, you're competing against people that have that. So it's a lot more difficult, but if you can't afford it, you definitely have to um, at least join, you know, some booting camps or do some online courses that are going to give you that teamwork knowledge that you need. So for me, it was important to go to college because I, in the beginning, I really needed that guide, you know, mm. so it's not really necessary, but you definitely have to put in an equivalent amount of work to it, you know. So did you, you know, you mentioned you did your 100 days of coding. Are there any other sort of courses you did or looked into before you went into uni or you decided to do alongside uni that you kind of recommend? We've had, um, I think, free code camp you recommend before, something like that. Oh, yes. OK, so I actually started coding uh, in my 12th year of high school. Right. And I didn't take any high school courses to coding. So I started off like on the side. And like I told you before, like I love reading. I love reading a lot. And so what I did was I purchased a coding textbook for beginner programmers in the language Python 3. And it was very project-based learning. And so what I did, and I'll, I'll give you the name of the book right now. What I did was um, follow that book, do the projects, and use it as a guide to start off. And it's called um, Crash Course, I think, uh, Crash Course into Python by Eric Matthews. Okay. Matts. And... Oh my God, what an amazing book. It's huge. It's a huge book. <laughs> <laughs> but I started off doing that. And so then I went into college and I went into computer science, right? But I did exterior work outside of that. You know, I didn't focus. I didn't just do programming when I was in school. I did it outside of school too. And that really helped me um, learn more concepts, like the fun, like more than just the fundamental concepts, you know, that mm -hmm. I needed for coding. So yeah, college is, is necessary. You definitely have to be doing exterior work, though, outside of that. And for you being uh, going through higher education in uh, computer science, what's what's it like? What's it? What have you done? Um, what have you enjoyed? What have you not enjoyed? So I guess, you know, being at home because I, I did like school online. Right. And doing mm. coding on my computer. Um, it was a lot of like time by myself. And so it was a lot of self-discipline. So what I did was I did, you know, I wanted to work on project-based learning. So I would take a project idea. I would work on that by doing research on obviously like Google, or I would go to online courses such as Udemy, Udacity, look at the online courses that provide and use that information into creating my own program. One of the first um, projects that I worked on was a 3D game. Um, built with Unity Engine, and I use C Sharp for that. And so I built my first video 3D video game in that platform. So that was one of my first projects. Very cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> what What are some of um, 
the projects or areas of this uh, course that you haven't enjoyed so much? Mm, I guess I guess the alone time. It is a lot of solitude um, <laughs> because I used to hang out a lot with like not my family member. Yeah, with my family members, obviously, right? But like also with my friends and stuff. And I just had a lot more like outside work. You know, I came from circus, like from doing circus acrobats. I was outside doing physical <laughs> yeah. work all the time to like turning that around and sitting for eight hours straight on my computer, you know, yeah. like it's a completely different atmosphere. So I guess it would be that there's a lot of solitude into it. So that's probably one of the things that I didn't really enjoy much, but I adapted to. How have you also found the level of intensity of your projects increase over the time you've been there? Um, have they like sort of progressively got harder or did you go from like one where it was like not too bad and the next one was a, wow, this is a wall. This is a lot more intense. <laughs> it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like any math class you take, you know, whether it's in high school or in college, it starts off pretty easy. You think to yourself, oh, I definitely get the concept. This is going to be an easy class, right? And then it gets harder harder and harder because you have to learn more concepts right and so it's the same thing with programming you know you start off in the beginning with like printing out hello world and you see your computer print out your statement you know and you're like oh my god this is so easy i don't know why people think coding is hard you know and then you have to you know do a lot of debugging <laughs> like you have to fix a lot of like bugs or like a lot of clusters and fix a lot of data you know and so it gets harder because you have to learn more. And so your brain is being really stretched out. Um, but it's a, it's, it really depends. Like it's a slow transfer. You know, it's not something that's like too quick where it's like you can't handle it. Um, but it does intensify just like any type of class that you're taking, you know? Yeah. So what kind of area within the world of um, development do you want to focus on are you going to do front end you're going to do back end sort of data management what, what are you going to decide to focus in on well i'm leaning more towards back end programming uh kind of more towards software engineering or network security um but i'm recently i've been switching between the two a lot because i'm i'm working a lot with those two and so i'm really debating on what i'm going to end up doing there but I do very like um, general programming projects that like it's not specific to to those fields. It's it's very generalized. You can apply those projects to those fields. So, so you could look at like maybe full stack developer roles when you come out of university, maybe. Yeah, that like I, I I'm also thinking that because that's also front end and back end. You know what I mean? That's like a combination of the two. But yeah. I I want to think focus more on back end because. Uh, I like creativity, yes, and front end allows you to be a little bit more creative with your code, you know, and work with more like, like visual designs. But I, I, I like being a little bit more systematic now. So <laughs> it's a little bit more back end. Is it also like an industry you want to go down? Do you want to go into, obviously, you always touched on game design, uh, app development, website development? Is there something you have a slight interest in? I, I started off doing game develop like I started off doing a lot more research on game development and doing video games. That's what I started off with. And I liked it, but I just wanted to venture out and do other things, right? And so currently right now, I'm, I'm mostly interested in network security. And I'm studying right now to go for my network plus certification. And so I'm finding it super interesting. So right now, I think what really has my attention is that network security. Uh, what do you think are some of the personality traits that you think are crucial for a um, developer? 
Oh, uh, self-discipline. Oh my God, it's <laughs> self-discipline <laughs> because you're definitely doing stuff by yourself, right? And a lot of the projects that you work on take long, long hours, you know? And so you end up either giving up on that project easily or you get tired or whatnot. So you have to have a lot of self-discipline, you know? You have to be willing to work on exterior projects, you know, um, outside of school. You have to have like the mental discipline to finish them and to move on to the next you know, at least be working on your coding craft at least an hour a day and build up your resume and get involved in teamwork-based coding projects. And that that is a lot of discipline. So you, it's a lot of um, training your mind to do things and not be, you know, and to do them tired if you have to, you know, but not give in to, to, to laziness, basically. Mm, I, I think personally, I've only recently become sort of aware of this whole world of development and tech and it, it's kind of, still blowing my mind and recently sort of blockchain technologies and things like that and coding skill is going to be so crucial to so many jobs in the future um do you think it's something that a lot of people should kind of look into maybe yes um i think the world that we're seeing right now is advancing so rapidly with a lot of high technology and you know even with like the covid crisis that we were facing everyone had to switch to a more virtual world, you know? Mm. And so you have to be able to adapt to change. And the change that we are seeing right now is change in technology. We're advancing. Things are becoming more simpler, you know? Mm. And so we have to be able to adapt to our surroundings. And I think that coding is essential because coding is the basis of all creation that you see in technology. So We've I definitely kind of think been, it's some kind of knowledge of it, you know. Yeah, we've been kind of saying it's kind of like um, being able to read and write back in the Middle Ages. You know, people will look at you in a in hundred years time and go, oh, my God, you can't code. It's kind of going to be that crucial. Yes, I mean, I'm pretty sure far in the future, most of us have to have at least some kind of knowledge of coding, you mm. know, because mm. we're going to live in a high tech world. So. Um, so what would be the biggest positive or kind of opportunity you've had out of starting to learn code? And you reckon you said you've done some sort of side projects, but what for you is sort of the biggest positive out of doing this? Coding changes your life. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It changes your perspective of the world. You become more analytical and detail oriented. You You gain a lot of more mental security. You get that confidence to take on things you know you're not ready for because coding really stretches your brain it allows you to adapt more easily to newer concepts as in like you gain that um, mental power to process new things that you're learning more easily and that's a huge positive to, to coding you know you definitely become more knowledgeable in everything that has to do with technology which is highly important because like we were talking about like the world is progressing towards that kind of high tech future you know so Definitely. Now you start your course and um, getting more and more into it. Do you see uh, or come across things in everyday life? And you're like, now I'd solve that differently because of what I've learned from coding and software development. It's, it's very minor things. You know, when, for example, like when you're having a conversation with someone, right. And before I used to have like very high end debates with people, right? And I knew like I would never change their minds, but I wanted to get my point across, right? Yeah. Um, but I think when you're having conversations with people, you really involve your critical thinking methods into those conversations. And so you look into, yeah, you look into detail of what they're saying and you try to 
you try to like understand like a deeper meaning to what they're saying. And so you're very more controlled with your speaking. That's why you see a lot of uh, coding coders and programmers are more introverted because they're more analytical people. So it's like, it's even in the minor things that you see, you know, your mind just changes completely, whether it's like having a conversation with someone or with a coworker on like cryptocurrency, you know, on like Bitcoin, on like stocks and, you know, like all these yeah. different kinds of like normal, like normal conversations on technology. Right. But it's, it's even in the minor things that your mind changes. That's really interesting. Um, and, and for you, what would be something that's probably not within a job description for a coder, but something they have to deal with, you know, every day? Ooh, good communication skills with non-technical people. So yeah. this is everybody, every code that we've had has said this. I think that's everyone in STEM as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no. When your when your job consists of like, for example, user input or client interactions, you need to be able to explain your line of work to them in simpler terms. You know, you can't use mm. coding terminology such as, so we're gonna work on this efficient algorithm, you know, or like we're gonna deal with arrays and, and what let's talk about binary numbers, you know, all of that, you know, programming lingo. You can't say that to somebody who doesn't know what you're talking about you know (laughs) you have to be able to simplify your conversations where the client can understand what exactly you're doing not over complicate things you know so that's definitely something that i think a lot of coders need to practice Mm. you've obviously um created your instagram and try to help people out and show off what you're doing what do you think are some really crucial things that you're going to continue and um start to do through your education so that when you come out the other side um, you're more likely to get a job it's hmm. a good question because i i would say like definitely work on more teamwork based projects because i work on a lot of projects right and besides the projects that i work in in school i work on these projects alone you know besides like like i have my mentor to kind of like guide me as to if i'm doing good or not right but a lot yeah. of tech companies are looking for programmers who know how to work in teams, you know, teamwork. Yes, I know. And um, so for me, I feel like I end up working a lot more by myself than anything. So I guess by the end of my degree, I want to be able to have worked in teams outside of school, you know, I think that's my goal. Yeah. And Judy sort of touched on it there about your Instagram. Sort of what was the uh, motivation to do that? And from sort of conversations we've had that will help you stand out in job applications as well with being able to showcase your skill set it's almost like a portfolio yes it definitely is i mean i've mentioned because my instagram has been the source of a lot of other interviews that i was able to do and i wasn't like i i don't think i would have been able to been to have been invited to those interviews if it wasn't for my instagram you know mm. um so that it, it allowed me to add those to my resume which is a huge perk <laughs> <laughs> And what's the kind of the focus behind the Instagram? Is it to help teach other people how to code or? Yes, I want to be able to inspire more like developers to start out young, of course, because I'm, I'm young myself. I'm 21, you know, um, but also I want to be able to be kind of like that, that female com- like um, companion to those who don't have, don't go to college, you know, and who are pretty mm. alone in coding and don't know where to start, don't know what to do, don't know what concepts do I need to learn next, you know, like they're, they're really lost. And I want to be able to kind of show them through my flashcards, for example, that I post on my Instagram. Hey, this is what I'm learning in college. You should be learning it too, you know? 
being like a, a student companion to these people and also encouraging a lot more females to enter the programming industry. Awesome. And uh, would you still study this um, knowing everything you know now? Yes, I think everything that I know now encourages me more to enter the field. <laughs> That's great to hear. Well, Megan, it's been a real pleasure to have you on and hear about your journey into coding and um, wish you all the best in the future. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It was it was an amazing experience. Thank you. Uh, where can people find your Instagram? Oh, my Instagram um, username is Embersun. It's E-M-B-E-R-S-U-N-N. And I have all the links to my other stuff there too. So, uh, Shout them out if you want to as well. Okay, I have my uh, web website actually it's megan Pereira, and it's my actual phone name it's and it's pretty long but it's megan Pereira. if you want to find it the links are on my instagram i have my github there uh i have like some of my coding projects that you could see on my on my instagram accounts and my linkedin information and all that good stuff awesome thank you